If you don't watch Star Jones, you can eat shit and die. Podcast episode 36, Spotlight on Crimson Empire. I'm your host Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, guys. Uh, yeah. How's it going? Going good. All right. How are things going for you? Pretty good. Lots been going on. Okay. Since uh, last time we got to record. Right, right. So we had the draft. Oh, the fantasy football yeah. draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Uh, we actually- Personal thank you to Rock for organizing that Absolutely. and getting everybody set up with that. There was a slight delay because of Hurricane Irene, but nothing that could have been helped. Right. And, and it made sense to do Yeah, and yeah. it was in the better interest of everybody to do that, so there's no no hard feelings, no ill will to anybody. No. Um, it, it worked out great. Yeah. A lot of smack talking already. Uh, I believe Starfire was not able to access the draft on yeah. time, but he ended up getting uh, Derek Anderson, which yeah. was good for him, right. so that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, he has since cut him. He wasn't going to win. He has since cut him. I would hope so. <laughs> he has picked up some other players, I've noticed. But yeah. tonight, NFL season, I think, kicks off tonight? Yeah, tonight. Tonight? Yeah, yeah. so tonight, that's okay. Tonight, tonight. tonight. <laughs> um, so that's cool. I mean, if you're in the fantasy league with us, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot Chargers of fun. fans, that's great. We we have more this year than last year, which is 12 awesome. teams, yeah, looking forward last to Last year was, what, people. eight? Yeah, eight, yeah. Yeah, so my whole goal... For this whole season, yeah, is to make sure you don't win, right? I don't. I, I would like to win, but <laughs> as long as you don't win, okay, it's all good. That's your personal goal. That's my personal goal. Because here's the thing: I'm looking at nothing short than repeating. Here, here's the thing, guys. If Chuck wins again, yeah, podcast might be over. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was hard enough putting up with you this year. <laughs> I think if I win again, it'll just be I'll just be sad and complacent because now there's no real challenge. Oh wow. How about that? Wow. Yeah. You, you just pissed off some people. Whatever. <laughs> then bring it. Bring the A game. Oh, plan to bring it. Knock so, me down. I, I, well, I know that I have a good chance of beating you because I demoralized you by stealing your precious Chicago Bears. You did do that, yeah. And defense. You did. So, yeah, we were, uh, Chuck and I, uh, you guys aren't aware of this, so cat's out of bag. Chuck and I were on... Are the same people. We were... No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were on the phone with each other while the, while the draft was going on. Yeah. And smack talking with each other. We weren't like plotting anything. We were because Chuck and I don't want the other person to win. It's not like I want to win. It's not like there's a coup or anything like that. Ooh, yeah. Um, we're we, not that organized. Yeah, we 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 were smack talking each other, and I told him the one round. I says, "Yeah, I think I'm going to take a defense. I think I'm going to take the Bears because they're available." And he goes, "No, you're not." And I was like, "No, I think I am." And then I took him, and the first words out of your mouth was, "You bastard, bastard," because that's who I was going to pick. Right. 
So, uh, but I, I ended up with the Patriots. Not not a slouch of a choice no, on defense. There, not at so. all. Not at all. I'm good. Um, I, I got. I think I got a couple of Chicago Bears. I got uh, the kicker. Uh, you know, yeah. Golden. I got the uh, receiver, the new one. Yeah, I got uh, Roy Williams, who was cut from Dallas. No Browns. No Browns. I ended up taking one. I took that uh, little kid receiver yeah. in North Carolina, Earl Little. It's going to bite you in the ass. I might drop him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, I'm a huge Browns a rookie. I'm a huge Browns fan, as we've covered in the past. Right. But I'm also realistic in knowing my team's not very good right, right now. I think they'll be better this year than past years, but... Yeah, um, I but have nah. low expectations. Yeah. But it's not a sports cast, but right. we, we do want to have fun with the league. Uh, again, big special thanks to Rock for organizing that. Yep. And we'll hear from him in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, And again, it's same thing as last year. Um, there's no real money involved. It's no. just if you win, uh, the losers will contribute an uh, action, action figure, figure to your collection. To your collection. So. And it's whatever the losers decide to send No you. set amount. You don't, yeah. get, you don't get to request stuff. You don't get to say, hey, I want that uh, $250 figure that I've been searching for my whole Masterpiece life. Masterpiece Optimus Prime. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's whatever the loser wants to send to you, which is why Chuck got a lot of Hulk figures last year. Nice. <laughs> no, you actually got some nice figures yeah, last year. Yeah, I did. I, I got a lot of nice stuff. Thank you again, everybody. So, uh, And I look forward to it again. Uh, the only one thing I may throw out there, if I win two times in a row, someone must get me the Ric Flair oh, geez. wrestle figure. I don't even collect wrestle figures, it, but it, I need one to have one. I will I will promise you this, but you have to promise you something in return. What? I will promise you that if you, if you win, which is not going to happen, but if you win, that I will get you the Ric Flair figure. Yes. Providing it's not like $100 or something, which yeah, I don't think, I don't I mean, think yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't even know. But I will, I will get you the Ric Flair figure. You can even take if, an old If one. you promise to not cause me to quit the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I wasn't going to keep it here in the studio on the no. shelf. No. It must be displayed. No. I think I'll bronze it. You can it. display it at home. I'll bronze it. <laughs> And the figure right. and have it displayed as a trophy. No, no you can just dis- you can you're supposed to enjoy it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> well, I'll enjoy it every day. I'm here because it'll remind me that I won. That's what that's and I kinda, beat your ass. That's kind of tied into what I'm saying about don't make me quit. The <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Maybe we should move on. <laughs> so we're kind of jumping the gun about yes. me winning again. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right. So, anyways, um, let's go into just a real quick uh, quick ammo dump. <laughs> Uh, so, so good. Why do you have to always do that in the room? What? It's, Whatever. Then it stinks. I had chili. I understand that, but Lunch. you could leave the room first. Well, we got so, a door closed. Anyways, what I want to talk about in the ammo dump is we both read Flashpoint number five. Oh yeah, yeah. And really Justice good. League number one. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, so spoilers because we might mention something I don't know. But yeah, if you crap, who hasn't read that? Yeah, if you haven't read it, um, why I don't know. But read Flashpoint number five was really good. It was. I felt like it could have gone maybe one more issue. It was a little rushed at the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it uh, maybe a six-parter instead of five, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Just because at the end, I kind of would like to have seen the new world kind of being created a little bit. Not giving anything away, but just kind of like... But I think that's what DC was doing with the new number ones that were launching right. all that and showing the new world. Right, but so. I, but for those that have been following all along and stuck with Flashpoint, it would have been if nice you were just to getting the, if you were just Yeah, if you were just getting the Flashpoint issues and no tie-ins... It may not have been all it could have been with right. the tie-ins because you were getting all the tie-ins right. when I was reading everything. Yeah, I ended up getting a lot of. I really enjoyed it. And then there's this mysterious woman. Yeah, the shadow at the, the yeah. at the end of Flashpoint. She appears in Justice League number one. True, and she's going to appear in all the number ones. Right, that's what I've heard. Uh, now, and you gave me shit for this, and rightfully so. 
I went out uh, on Comic Book Day. This yes, past you Wednesday. did. Yes, you did. I ordered all the number fifty twos through DCBS. You got the deal. Yeah, we don't get our shipment until next week. Yeah, and it was I eight days away. Right, <laughs> it was eight days away, and I wanted to buy a couple of the issues up front, and you did, and I did. I got Action Comics. Well, you're not the only one to do that. Oh, I know. I'm going to call him out. Okay. Uh, Nick, four member Wolfman Z. Yeah. He did the same thing. Right. Because I couldn't wait. And I was talking <laughs> to my wife. I was like, these two chuckleheads went and bought the same comics that they're buying at a discount because they wanted to read them and they couldn't wait eight days. Right. That's the whole purpose of the discount. I understand. <laughs> I don't know if you do because that's the whole purpose of the discount. Well, I told you, seventy-five percent of the reason you're double dipping on a book you haven't even read. Seventy-five percent of the reason that I bought it, yeah, was because I couldn't wait. Oh, yeah, I know. Twenty-five percent of the reason I bought it, I told you, is actually for the benefit of our listeners, yeah. which is those issues that I bought and I read. When I get the same issue in my DCBS order, I will take the non-read issue and make it part of our prize package for our contest that's coming up. And it's going to come up very soon. It's not. We're not going to announce it in this episode, but in a very soon-to-be-announced episode, very soon episode coming up, we will have a contest for you guys. Right. And those issues will appear in there. So you're going to get Action Comics number one. You're going to get Detective Comics number one, JLI, uh, Just League International. If I don't like it. And, uh, no. <laughs> uh, JLI number one and Batgirl number one, because those are yeah. the four I bought. Right. And I, I read them. I'm not going to talk about them right now because you haven't had a chance to read and them. And this is not a DC podcast. Right. But we said we were going to cover all of them. Sure, yeah. So, But you haven't read them yet, so I'm not going to no. talk about them. But Justice League number one was... I'm waiting to eight days. Yeah. Justice League number one was awesome. It was. I actually I actually really liked that. I would give that five out of five. Five out of five. Easily. Solid buy. Yeah. I bought the combo pack because... We do have an iPad, and I was able to download it and right. get the digital version. And I think it was and that looks sweet. Yeah, and I think it was True Dead Man on the forums. I think it was. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But he was the one. At, he actually created a thread saying, "Hey, I was thinking about picking up some of these number ones, but I'm not sure if they're really new reader friendly." And he says he's not super familiar with DC Universe, other than yeah, what me most neither. Would know. I don't know a lot of continuity about the DC, and that's why I'm jumping onto yeah. this. Justice League number one, I would definitely say is very new reader friendly. Right. You could jump onto it and not know anything about any of these characters and you're going to enjoy it and you're right. going to learn yeah, about the characters. Because it seems like the first time that Green Lantern met Batman. Right. And they do a lot of things to let you know who they are. Like, mm-hmm. Green Lantern, you find out that he can create anything with his ring and then you find out why he can, like, what he does to create stuff as he uses willpower. All that's explained in the issue. Yeah. It's all in the dialogue. Yeah. So... There's a lot of really cool things. Uh, the mysterious lady does appear in, in this issue. She appears in... Just to let you guys know if you haven't read Bleeding Cool or anything like that or heard about it. She, The mysterious lady from Flashpoint 5 appears in the f- crowd at the football game where Victor Stone is. Right. So, so very She's cool. wearing like a purple hoodie. Yeah. And if, if, you're, if you're not tired of hearing from me already about Flashpoint 5 and Justice League number one... Then read it. No. <laughs> you can check out the CGS call-in show... Yeah, you were on that. I huh? was on that. Look at that. I, I was the third caller on Getting that show. Getting you to last a little bit more FaceTime on other podcasts. That's right. You podcast whore. The only mistake I made, and I realized it after I got the phone, is I forgot to mention the show on there. Damn you. But I didn't... I or didn't, me. I didn't want to sound like a Star Joe's whore. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Ryan from Star Joe's. What's up? You guys so, digging Star Joe's? Right. So, uh... Yeah, DC loved it. Hey, let's talk Image. Right. <laughs> IDW. So, uh, the last thing I wanted to cover before we get into some listener feedback... Okay. ...is uh, a very quick Star Wars blaster shot. So, 
you know the show Yes, Dear, right? Yeah. The old sitcom yeah. uh, and everything else. And I am you, familiar with yes, that. Yes, you know Jimmy. Yes. The brother-in-law that's I am familiar sponging with off of him. Yes. Well, Jimmy didn't want... He got diagnosed for having uh, andropause, or andropause, which is male menopause, and he had to take medication for it. Well, his wife found out found the medication. She wasn't sure what it was, and she was concerned for the kids and everything else. And he kind of played it off like, ah, oh, don't worry about it because he didn't want to talk about it. Well, she says, oh, no, it's real easy. I can just look online on this website, and I can enter in the, the numbers that are on the letters and numbers that are on the pill, and it'll tell me what the pill is and what it's used for so this way I know that the family's safe. Right. With this being in the house. So she goes, what's, what, can you read me the numbers, the numbers and letters that are on there? And he goes, okay, it's R2D2. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, like, nice little funny thing there. That's funny. Uh, related to the Star Wars universe, so. All right, uh, well, let's get into some uh, listener feedback with the uh, Jedi Holocron. Jedi All right, Chuck. We uh, not a lot of feedback this time. Yeah, so that's good. That. No, that's good because we have a lot to get to go over today. True, so. true. Um, so we had a new forum poster, Sandman. Thank you. That showed up. Uh, he didn't introduce himself, but he's started popping up in the forums, and the forums have been active. Very good. Yeah, it's very, very ag- much activity. Very good community on the forums, and that's what we want. And. For those of you out there who haven't joined the forums and you're thinking about joining the forums... What the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> right. <laughs> but don't be afraid. Like, we have a good time on there. Every day, you know, people are chatting away on there about something. Yeah, I mean, we've even got the, uh, what, the Jawa trading post going yeah. back up again. So yeah. That's awesome. I was able to work out a deal where I traded a, a low-light figure from G.I. Joe... Right. Um, ...for a Star Wars figure. Yeah. So I have some stuff there listed to tr- so for sale... For sale, and you do too. Yeah, but I'm also looking to trade. Right. So, if any of you guys have any of the Masters of the Universe 2000X or Masters of the Universe Classics yeah. or DC Classics, and you see something out of have that you want, yeah, I'm selling. Work out a trade. I'm selling a lot of comic books on eBay, and yeah. I'm selling them really cheap. Or for the Travis guy who has that booster gold thing on yeah, eBay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, my, if you want to trade that for some Transformers, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> to give you an idea of how good. Of a deal I'm selling my stuff at. My There's st- Ryan Shameless promotion. Yeah. I'm selling. Well, I'm selling comics on eBay. Yeah. So it is on an auction, but the auctions start at about a dime per comic. Not bad. You're not bad. No, it's really good. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's really good. And that's pretty much the price they've been selling for. Yeah. So feel free to jump on there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. But like I said, I I just love the activity on the forums. We've been seeing uh, a lot of people just commenting left and right which is awesome and like I said don't don't be afraid to post something and if you've been away for a while you don't need to apologize when you come back and post something like yeah. we've had so many people go sorry I haven't posted for a while but that's fine just yeah, jump in life happens yeah so I don't post for a while yeah like, an hour like, like an hour like an hour yeah <laughs> so uh, but no I think you get a better idea of like even more so of who we are and you get to right. interact with us a little bit more so sure, it, it's yeah. really cool um, alright well we did have a few voicemails all right, let's uh, do that. So, uh, so I'm bringing those up here. Uh, the first one we got was from a guy we haven't heard from in a little while. We asked to hear from him, but he sent the voicemail before we asked to hear from him, which was awesome. I like that. Uh, and that was uh, JD. So uh, it's always a good time when JD calls. Take it away, JD. This is a guy that I need to hang out with sometime because he just seems like my kind of people. Nice. So, good people. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, here's JD. 
Hey, Ryan and Chuck. What up, fuckers? It's JD. I know I haven't called in in a while. Well, fuck off. Uh, life's been a bitch. So, I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to try out that G.I. Joe Real American Hero series by IDW that Chuck's all fucking got a heart on for. And so I'm reading through this thing, and what the fuck? Sneak peek. Never actually died in Trucialabisma. He's been undercover all this time. And Dr. Venom is back. Uh, the guy died like 20 some odd years ago. I know this takes place after G.I. Joe 155, so it's not actually 2011 in this book, but that's still fucking stupid. So, I know Larry Hama's your fucking god and all that, but Seriously, I think he's lost it. Um, I'm going to keep giving this thing a try. I bought volume one of the trade paperback, so uh, when I finish this, I'll probably get volume two. But seriously, why is he bringing back these characters? So, anyways. All right. I really enjoyed the uh, really enjoyed the commentaries that you guys are doing on the movies, and really looking forward to hearing The Rise of Cobra 1. And if you guys want a guest for that one, I'd be more than happy to sit in on it because, well, that will be fun to laugh at. So, all right, fuckers, I'll talk to you guys later. But what the fuck? Seriously? All right. Yeah, so really, don't hold back. How do you feel about it, right? <laughs> Holy crap. I'm glad you're giving it a chance. Uh, Real American Hero is, is really good. It's one of my favorite books. Um, I really enjoy it. The old stuff is really good that yeah. I'm finding out. And I said to you, like, when... When does it get cheesy? When does it get cheesy? Because I said, we're reading this early stuff, and you told me with the older... The stuff we're reading... The current stuff we're reading right now, yeah. you said, well, you have to expect cheesiness. And I'm like, well, but the older stuff isn't cheesy. And you're like, what was your answer like? Well, it gets cheesy around issues in the, like the in the, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. And and what was my response to you? All the way to you? 155. Right. And what was my response to you on that? I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, wasn't weren't those the issues you told me were really bad? Yeah. And you said, yeah. So I was like, okay, you said... Well, it was those- bad because of a lot, not because of the cheese, but because of a lot of... Uh, it was not really more military. It was more like Ninja Force and I, stuff I like that. I think it was really bad because of the cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Because I'm not reading anything cheesy. So, JD, there's your saving grace, is that the early... You said you bought Volume 1. The early G.I. Joe stuff is not cheesy. It's no, actually militaristic. I, I like the fact that they brought Sneak Peek back and that he died. You know, it was a, a character that could have had some more development, more life, but for some reason they killed him off early. But, you know, it's glad that he's back. But you they know, didn't explain how that. they brought him back. He was undercover. Right. Is it, Dusty doesn't need to know that kind of shit. <laughs> He goes and gets coffee. coffee. <laughs> Dusty goes and gets coffee, and he doesn't need to know what Sneak Peek was doing. Um, but somebody needs to know. Somebody needs to know. Um, I'm sure we'll find out. I would love to have JD for the movie commentary. There's been a couple people ask about that. That might yeah. be one of the ones we do at the hotel room at Super Show. Right. So, JD, if you want to be with the movie commentary, next year at Super Show, find a way to be there. Yeah. You're in New York, if I remember right. And it's in... And it's in... It's near Philadelphia, the yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania yeah. It's in Reading, Pennsylvania, which isn't a super long drive for you. We drove. We drive six and a half hours to get there. If it's anything that or less, you can fucking make it. <laughs> you can fucking do it. <laughs> Sorry, life's got you down, buddy. Right. Hopefully, things will be good by the yeah. time Super Show comes, which is next year. 
I've heard your messages on the, uh, the other podcast there, the Open Your Toys cast. It's hilarious. Right. So, if you, so yeah, because we wanted to do the movie commentary with like Bill and maybe the yeah. other ETM guys. Yeah, Bill or from like ETM that. asked to do it with us too, and then now J- JD wants so, to do it. So, so yeah. The more the merrier. So we'll maybe pop we'll pop some popcorn. Yeah, so maybe what we can do is just get a whole theater of people and we'll do a extravaganza yeah, commentary. We'll, we'll rip that fucker to shreds. Right, so. Nice. So come to Super Show next year. Yeah. Uh,. Other than that, uh, just good to hear back from you again. Yeah, sorry, life's got you down, but yeah. again, I mean, uh, it happens to the best of Speaking us. Speaking of somebody else we haven't heard I from hope in a while. nothing got damaged because of the hurricane or nothing like that for you, or anybody, or any of our listeners. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I went through the flood process, and it sucks ass, I know it sucks, yeah. so. But somebody else that I'm concerned about, so I hope he'll post uh, for us, is Nerds uh, Get Chicks. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, I like him too. But ever since you said... You were happy that you made his balls tingle. We haven't heard from him. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, he was really good at, like, every episode. He'd post a comment. Yeah. And this time he didn't. Maybe I scared him off. Maybe he did. So... Should I not tickle his balls? No, I'm just... I'm just. I'm honestly just concerned that maybe the whole hurricane thing, like... Yeah, so if you're so. out there, uh, nerds get chicks, uh... Or maybe he just said, fuck you guys, and left. I yeah, don't know. Hey, whatever. That's fine, too. It happens. Here's another thing, too, when it comes to voicemails... Yeah. ...or emails or anything... Don't feel like you have to be up to date with our shows. No, call in. So, like, you're hearing this now, and let's say we're on episode 75. Yeah. And you're only on episode 36. Still call and leave us a voicemail. Say, oh. hey, I'm not up to date on you guys, but I just listened to episode 36 and you guys were fucking hilarious. Or and we'll you, go back and listen to it and see if we were. Right. Or you can say, you guys suck balls, and we'll listen back and go, yeah, yeah you're right. Or, hey, I just listened to your <laughs> mask uh, extravaganza, and you guys couldn't be more wrong if you tried. Right. Uh, speaking of being wrong, we had some, you're you're o you're o for two. What are you talking about on GI Joe prices of the comic books? I know, <laughs> but it's not my fault. I mean, my second printing it had that on the cover, and I just read the cover, and I said it was a second printing. Right, that's true. But I was called out. Yeah. So it, the actual original price, original price was sixty. The cents. first print was sixty cents. My so. second printing was seventy five. It just once again proves to me that I should not let you deal with facts. Why am I doing research? <laughs> so there you go. You should not do research. You ever. should check facts, and I should show up with a bucket of chicken. <laughs> well, I'd be fine with that, but you never show up with a bucket of chicken. Wasn't there mention of pie one episode, and we never got pie? You promised me pie. There should be pie. Right. Where is it? I don't know. I think I asked you this exact same question last time <laughs> we talked the about pie. <laughs> you said there's supposed to be pie, and I was like, right, where is it? And you were like, I don't know. And you, were supposed, know. you were supposed to bring pie. There should be pie. Right. Well, that's your responsibility now. Fuck. Your, your job is to make sure we have food. All right. And I, I don't mind do giving you some money for it. No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm just saying, if I'm going to do the research, you need to bring pie and chicken and stuff. All right. I can do that. So, all right. Alright. Uh, <laughs> so we also had. Uh, we have a donate button if you guys want to help me out with the chicken. So, uh, no, no, no. We want them to hold off on the donate button until. Uh, oh, yeah, our Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots. Yeah. That's coming up soon. Save your, so. save your shekels. S- save your pennies. Trust me, you're going to want them because we have some really cool things coming up for that. Yeah. So, well, at least we think we have some really cool things coming up for that. <laughs> Maybe. So we also had uh, Chewy call and leave us a message. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's he drinking the what, day? What would a show be without Chewy? Yeah. So it's like a day without sunshine. Right. Gentlemen, Chewy, how are you? Let's see. I am just now listening to, what episode is this? 34. And I heard one of my previous calls where 
I was calling in, and I was uh, talking about the Transformer soundtrack and how good it was, and Chuck made reference to the Top Gun, Top Gun soundtrack. I have that one as well, and I have a story about that one. The last time when I was making all those calls and Patrick and I were out and getting hammered and shit can, blah, 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 the last voicemail that I left, I was on the way to another bar. Well, that other bar was a local uh, dancing establishment. Speaking of the Top Gun soundtrack, I got a lap dance to the Top Gun anthem. Absolutely incredible. Talk to you guys later. Out. Nice. Nerd. <laughs> well, here, no, he's not a nerd with that one. <laughs> yeah, well, owning the soundtrack, I guess. Well, for, first off, getting the lap dance, well, no nerd. For, first off, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. How about you? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah, he asked. Yeah, okay, so, Joey, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, here's the cool thing, too, with that. Okay, this is the one thing the Top Gun Anthem has over Danger Zone. Oh, my God, are we going back to this? Yes. Kenny Loggins never got no FaceTime on the radio. He got though, so. he got a he got a lap dance to the Top Gun anthem. Okay, I believe if memory serves me right, is it longer? The Top Gun anthem's longer. I so that allowed Chewie to be there longer. Good for him and get longer. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, also, I never want to talk about and, Chewie's lightsaber again. And I didn't I didn't confirm this yet, but I, I mentioned to you that I think I think his dancer had a pack. No, the guitarist <laughs> the guitarist on the Top Gun anthem was Eddie Van Halen. Good call. I think. I have to double check Let's that. just confirm that as fact. You can confirm that as fact, because you're All usually right. wrong. Fact. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen was lead guitarist on the Top Gun Anthem. And Eddie Van Halen is better than Kenny Loggins. Fact. Fact. Eddie, Van Halen, fact. Eddie Van Halen is better than Kenny Loggins. Yes, fact. That's a fact. Uh, Chewie also had on his, uh, his website uh, Kenny Loggins' uh, songs and soundtracks. Nice. Because obviously he's done a lot. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think we inspired him. Nice. So. All right. We then went we ran out to Best Buy and got the Kenny Loggins Greatest Hits. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then we also had Rock leave us a voicemail. Rock. What's up, buddy? Hey, Ryan. Chuck, this is Rock. I was just calling to apologize by rescheduling the fantasy football draft for everybody from the forums. Unfortunately, due to the hurricane, I had to get my priorities straight. I had to evacuate. My house is on the water, and the first thing I had to do was go online and reschedule the draft. Uh, my wife uh, wasn't too happy about that. Firemen are knocking on the door, telling us we have to evacuate, and I'm on the laptop uh, trying to figure out how to reschedule it. But I do apologize, and we will be up this upcoming Sunday. Uh, by the time you guys have another episode, it's probably be passed anyway, but no problem. Uh, look forward to seeing who will unseat Chuck this year as champ, and that's that. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. Even Rock, your boy, <laughs> no faith, does not want you to repeat. Well, the odds are stacked against me. Because sure. there's 12 guys now instead of eight. And no one likes you. And no one likes me. <laughs> but yeah, again, no necessary to no, apologize. No. I, I, I have to laugh. At I hope fact. everything's okay with your house and your family and you didn't lose anything because that sucks. I have to laugh because I just picture like Rock like being pulled by his wife, yeah. reaching for one last click on the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> She's a she's a lovely lady. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's lovely. No, she's awesome. But yeah. but I don't blame her for being mad. Like you, that can wait till later, Rock. <laughs> we're we're in a flood. <laughs> yeah. The, so no. Yeah, when this, when li- the, the, life always comes first before anything, right? And when the you know authorities, police, firemen are telling you you got to move, <laughs> right. you got to go from your house. Zombies are showing up outside. The outside zombie your apocalypse house, right. is outside. Yeah. yeah. 
robots are taking over the world, whatever. No, no apologies necessary. Right. It all worked out for everybody. Yeah. We're again, all I hope everything's okay with your situation. Absolutely. With the... Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The flood and the hurricane, so I hope uh, yep. everything was okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rock's awesome. I mean, that's the one thing we've, we've been very lucky with the show uh, is that... I, I feel we've been blessed with it, yeah. We have a lot of just really awesome, involved fans and yeah. listeners. They're just cool guys, yeah. Um, and they're all cool people to, to hang out with. I'm hoping... It is kind of a sausage fest. We eat some chicks. <laughs> but no, everybody's but, really cool. But, like, this past Super Show was just awesome because we ran yeah, into so many yeah. people that, yeah. that... And we got to hang out with them. And that's the thing, too, like... Don't ever be afraid of approaching us. Oh, God. We're nobody. Yeah. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> Seriously. So, like, if you... See, our, if ask you, our wives. They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> My wife reminds me every day. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> so, she sends me email reminders that you're nobody. Right. Can you remind Ryan that he's nobody? Yeah. Exactly. So, um... Will do. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, like if you know we're going to be at a show and you see us yeah. there, um, you know, let us know where you're going to be at. We'll meet you someplace. You know, yeah, you, we'll you don't have to come have to lunch us. or something. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. We're not on any kind of rock star schedule. So or... I'm, I'm actually hoping the, like next super show when we go because that's definitely the show we will always be at. Next super show when we go, I'm hoping that there'll be even more people there that are listeners of the show and yeah. we can all just hang out. Like, yeah, I'm going actually to Mid Ohio Con in October, the end of October. Yeah. So I'll be there if I'm anybody going wants to, to stop game. and say hi. I'm, I'm going to a football game. Yeah, well, sports guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Columbus Toy Show's in a couple of days. And it's kind of, yep. I'll be done with that by the time this episode later. So I'll throw that on Facebook. Uh, Mid Ohio Con will be that. I'll do that and I should be done for the year with cons. Yeah. Super show next year. I do want to try to go to Baltimore Con that next would be year because cool. a lot of people were telling yeah. like, a good time on the forums. It would be pretty cool to go. And I want to meet some other people and yeah. hang out with some other guys. I'm going to try there. to work that out. However, the one con I'm going to try to go to, and if I can't, if I get to go to this con, I am not going to Baltimore. Power Con. I'm no. Uh, I'm going to try to finagle and convince my wife to let me go to Celebration Six. Nice. If you go, oh, I let you know. I want to go. Yeah, I yeah. Because if you go, it's a given. Yeah, that'll be my leverage. Is like, well, Ryan's going. Right. Well, here's the great thing about it. My parents live in Florida. I know. So I don't have to pay for a hotel. I will cut their grass. That's fine. Yes. My parents are very generous. They won't have you cut their grass. <laughs> um, I was going to hire a kid next door. But like, <laughs> they're an hour away from Orlando. Awesome. So we would only be an hour away from the convention. Super easy to, dr- to drive that. I want to try to convince my wife that that would be my anniversary gift and my birthday gift for next year is just a flight and tickets to that what show. What you should do is say that could be the anniversary gift, not the birthday. Hold off. Because <laughs> you might get a birthday present on top of it. Right. My wife, she says no. She says no, like, well, it'll be my birthday present too. But no, here's the Don't thing. lay all your chips on the no, table. No, no. Here's the Hold thing. Hold the card. No, here's the thing. My wife is very... Uh, Believe it or not, is a very generous. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, is a very generous woman. Of course, and she would be the type that would say, "Go ahead and do that," and then she might still do something nice for me. There you go. So she's very cool about that type. Of oh stuff. yeah, yeah. But like I said, I think the hard part will be convincing her. I want to go to a Star Wars geek convention. <laughs> So, in a Chewbacca suit. Yeah. No, I'm not no. going to Chewbacca suit. But no, if I get to go to that and Super Show, obviously I'm not going to go to Baltimore then too. Yeah, but if I, mean, I don't get to go to, to Celebration 6, then I'll tr- I'm going to try to go to Baltimore then too. Yeah. So. I really would like to try to go to Baltimore myself. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so stay tuned. 
So. You never know. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead. Uh, we're getting together to talk about Crimson Empire. Yeah. Because that's coming up. So let's get into our hyperspace review. Hyperspace review. All right. So we have Crimson Empire 3. Yeah. It's coming out in October, I believe. October. October. And I thought, well, perfect time for us to cover Crimson Empire 1 and 2 for those that are not familiar with it. Yeah. So. They are uh, available in trade. Yeah, they're available in trade. They're very easy to get. This is definitely, this story, the Crimson Empire stories, is in definitely my top five of all-time favorite Star Wars comics. Right, and if you're not familiar with the Crimson Empire, uh, they're the Crimson Guard. The Crimson Guard. The Royal Guard. For the Emperor. the Emperor. Yeah. And this is what made the Royal Guards awesome for me. Okay. Is, is not only do they look cool, they look cool, <laughs> but they didn't look. They don't have a they, big part in a the movie. They were not a big part in the movie, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of going at is that that this made them like you see them cool. in a couple scenes in the movie. Yes. Just generic and that's it. figures like stormtroopers. Yep. No real lines. No dialogue. Yep. But in these books, you get a little bit more of understanding of who they are. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the first one's just called Crimson Empire. The second one's Crimson Empire Two, Council of Blood. Yep. And then there was also a one shot issue called Bounty Hunters Kennex Kill. And you'll understand the name Kennex Kill from the whole, once we go over the stories here. Yeah. But it was a one-shot that actually came out after Crimson Empire 1 and 2. Yeah. It, it came out after both those series came out, and it was a one-shot to tell what happened between Crimson Empire 1 and Crimson Empire 2. So it's kind of like a setup toward 2. Right. But it was, it was kind of neat how it came out afterwards. Like, they, they wanted to tell a little bit more story about this character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to give you a little background with Crimson Empire, uh, it was a series of comic books written by Mike Richardson and Randy Stradley. They were originally released by Dark Horse Comics in 1997 and 1998 as a six-issue monthly miniseries, uh, which were later compiled and sold in a trade paperback, which is what we have. Right. Its sequel, Crimson Empire II, Council of Blood, was released later in 1998 and 1999. Uh, it's primary acclaimed for the 12-page final duel between Kyrkanos and Karner Jacks, which is what happens in the first miniseries. The first one, right. Uh, in the late two, in late 2008, it was claimed that the work on Crimson Empire 3, Crimson Empire's second sequel, would be would begin. Randy Stradley later debunked that claim. However, in Celebration 5, which just happened last year, mm-hmm. it was announced Crimson Empire 3 would be released in 2011, which is where we are now. Yeah, right. The first issue of Crimson Empire 1 came out on December 7th, 1997, just to give you a more specific date. So, okay. You want to go ahead and just jump right into the issues, go into the story here? Yeah, sure. All right. So this is Crimson Empire 1, issue number one. And just to let you know uh, what I'm covering here, because I didn't have a chance to write anything out, is I'm taking a summary right from Wikipedia, so yeah. Star Wars fans that wrote this summary, but I double-checked it to make sure it was giving all the right information. Factual. Right. So here we go. Uh, it's a time of turmoil. This actually com- comes right from the beginning of the book. Right. Uh, they've explained what's going on. It's a time of turmoil. The last of Emperor Palpatine's clones have been destroyed by the rebel Luke Skywalker and his allies, and that happened in Dark Empire. Uh, and control of the Empire is up for grabs. A temporary ruling council has formed behind the scenes to maintain order, but the council itself is splintered, divided by conflicting ambitions of its members. Intrigue, deception, betrayal are commonplace as those who would replace the Emperor pursue their goals. One man, Karner Jax, who we kind of mentioned a little earlier, 
holds sway over the council. He knows the secrets behind the members of the ruling body that could destroy their control and further weaken the empire. He uses his knowledge to force the creation of a special position for himself within the council. Jax's pl- plan is actually more ambitious than the council members know. He seeks the posi- to position himself as the new Dark Lord. With the aid of an equally ambitious General Wessel, and eventually ascend to Palpatine's throne. Right. One other knows the council's secrets and Jax's ambitions. Uh, hiding on the galaxy's outer edges, he buys his time, awaiting his chance to destroy them all. Now, at this point, we don't know the name of this person. Who knows all these secrets? Uh, and for a little while in the story, we don't know. No. So uh, I'm gonna. So that kind of sets everything up. Yeah. Now what? Now here's what actually happens in the first issue. Right. Uh, and feel free to jump in with anything you can flip through. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And stuff like that. On the planet Zaja, far from the Empire, an Imperial task force of stormtroopers aboard the Destiny land to attack a lone settlement. The settlement, however, is empty, save for a huge number of explosives that kill the landing yeah. party instantly. Instantly. Which yeah, is they're, they're pretty cool. Dead, looking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the planet Feta, closer to the Empire but still relatively unimportant. A cloaked figure lands at a common looking uh, in a common looking freighter and bribes his way past spaceport security with no trouble at all. No, the visitor finds his way to a local cantina where numerous imperial officers have gathered to discuss current events with the Empire. Colonel Chev, a supporter of Carner Jacks, irritates another officer and attracts the attention of the cloaked visitor. An officer notices the visitor and demands to know why he was eavesdropping. Right, and in, in the cantina, you see a lot of the alien species that was in the original Star which, Wars cantina. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. It's kind of cool, yeah, just to look around and see see these different alien species that should be very familiar to a Star Wars fan. Exactly. So the visitor asks the officer to step away, uh, the, but the officer draws a gun, and the visitor swiftly kills him with a double-bladed sword, which was just badass. Yeah, it's awesome. Violence erupts as stormtroopers converge on the scene, but the visitor slaughters all of them with no trouble. Surrounded by dead Imperials, a local convinces the visitor to go with him to safety before more Imperials arrive. Reluctantly, the visitor goes with him. Meanwhile, aboard the Star Destroyer Emperor's Revenge, Carter Jax discusses with General Wessel how imperative it is to find Kyrkanos. The conversation reveals that Jax bribed Palpatine's physician to sabotage his remaining clones after the destruction of Biss. Jax also learned of Kanos' survival after an encounter between the remaining Royal Guards and Luke Skywalker and an inexperienced Jedi that was with Luke, who failed to kill the Guardsmen who knew that Jax is, of Jax's treachery. Mm-hmm. Jax, who perceives himself to be the next Darth Vader and ultimately Emperor, focuses all effort on killing Kir Kanos. So guess who that mysterious figure might be? Yeah. All right, so that was all of issue one. Yeah. A lot of action. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really nicely... The art is really nice, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, on issue two, back on Feta, a lo- uh, the local who assisted the visitor reveals his name to be Ten Markon, and is a member of the local New Republic fighters. Markon tells the visitor that the only combatants he had seen of such skill were either Jedi or Palpatine's royal guards. <laughs> As Markon leaves the visitor in a safe house, the visitor ponders his situation, for he is Kyrkanos. Right. Alone in the safe house, Kanos recalls a particularly intense memory of his training on Yinchor, when he and his other trainees were visited by Palpatine himself and Darth Vader. The two arrived while the trainees fought in the Squall, 
a combat arena precariously above a pit in which anyone who fell would die. Trainees fought to the death, which right. I thought was just awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah. If these are going to be like the elite guard... The elite of the elite. You, you have to be willing to sacrifice your life. So Palpatine and Vader arrive to meet and inspect the latest batch of trainees. Vader demands to meet the best among them, and this uh, one person, Burr Danid, is called forward. In the squall, Vader and Danid duel, and Danid holds his own for a time. Ultimately, however, Vader severs Danid's right hand and kicks him into the pit to his death. Vader then comments to the others, You have much to learn. Yeah, Yeah, if he was your best, you are not fit to serve the Emperor. Yeah. So, just awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shows, again, it's like, this is one of the reasons why this fits so well and why I like it so much is you're dealing with new characters, but you also get some old the classic characters, yeah. characters and you get to still you get see the them Emperor, being badass. You get Darth Vader. Yeah. Sure. You get Stormtroopers. Yeah. Yep. So, on Feta, General Wessel responds to a report of one man killing dozens of Stormtroopers and Imperial officers. Wessel suspects this incident could lead to Kanos. Meanwhile, Kanos meets with Markon again, as well as Mirith Sin, commander of the New Republic's presence on Feda, and her second-in-command, Sish Sadit. Yeah, she's stacked. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, she's looking nice. Realizing that Kanos is no friend of Jack's and his forces, Mirith takes him to their hideout. Meanwhile, Colonel Zexus Shev is contacted by Karner Jax, who informs Shev that he is, to, that he is en route to Feda to investigate the slaughter of the Imperials, believing it to be the handiwork of Kirkanos. Jax orders Shev not to take action against the rebels, but Shev, of course because he's a moron, mm-hmm. receives intelligence from his informant Tem Markon, ooh, traitor, traitor, yeah, <laughs> concerning the whereabouts of the mysterious visitor Kirkanos. Shev then deliberately attack, orders an attack on the New Republic base in direct defiance of Jax's orders. When Mirith uh, Sin returns to the base with Kanos. There's a resistance from her lieutenants, uh, such as uh, one named Massimo, who argues that he may be an Imperial spy. Kanos yeah, it looks like she bought Luke Skywalker's landspeeder. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mira speaks with Kanos and recognizes a scar across his face as being a distinctive lightsaber scar. Mm-hmm. As Kanos listens to Mira spar with Massimo concerning the safety of allowing Kanos to enter the compound, he recalls another memory. And this again goes back to the squall. Uh, Kano's final test before becoming a full-fledged royal guard was to battle to the death with his friend and classmate, Lemet Tak, before the Emperor uh, Kanos won, impaling Tak at the end of his blade. So basically, like, these guys train together, and they become close, and they get partnered up, and you have to train with this guy constantly. Yeah. Now your last test is you have to kill him. Yeah. So, dun, dun, dun. just awesome. It's uh, good stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kanos mourned the loss of, started to mourn the loss of his friend, but Darth Vader sliced Kanos' helmet with his lightsaber, giving him the scar that he has now, and reminds Kanos that he ought never to underestimate the power of the dark side. Where have you heard that before? Exactly. <laughs> you underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. However, Kanos is shaken out of his... his uh, remembering of this time and the new republic forces panic as colonel shev begins his attack on their hidden base don't see this going so well for shev no he (laughs) it's not looking good so that was issue number two right issue three and just let you guys know we're not going to go in this this in depth with uh crimson empire two everything yeah 
Uh, but just for this first miniseries, we are. Uh, the New Republic forces on Fade are under attack by Colonel Zexashev. An assault force of ATSTs, juggernauts, TIE crawlers, and TIE interceptors bear down against the limited defenses of the rebels. Although they put up a vicious fight, their mysterious visitor proves he is unimaginably, an unimaginably deadly wa- warrior. Kirkano single-handedly slaughters the Imperial forces. After killing dozens of stormtroopers, Kanos takes down a TIE interceptor with a single blaster bolt to save the life of Mirith Sin and Sish Sadit. In the face of disaster, Shev orders an emergency retreat, disgraced at failure and terrified by the consequences of disobeying Karner Jacks. Right. Following the battle, Kano shares with Merith the events that transpired that brought him to Feda. Following the death of the cloned Emperor, the surviving guardsmen gathered on Yinchor to decide on a course of action. Only a handful of the royal guards were alive. Most had been killed on Bis when it was destroyed by the Galaxy Gun or aboard the Eclipse 2, which, again, all happened in Dark Empire. A number of survivors were also killed by Luke Skywalker and the Jedi Wraith Isana. However, one guardsman survived the encounter with Skywalker and learned about the in- the intrigue surrounding the Interim's uh, ruling council, including Carter Jax's scheme to become the Emperor and the s- sabotage of Palpatine's clones by his physician. On the tenth day of their mourning, the survivor reached Yinchor and informed his comrades of what he had learned. Then and there, the guardsmen swore to avenge their emperor and kill the traitor Karner Jax. Moments later, Imperial forces loyal to Jax attacked them. Right. Jax had not only seen the death of Palpatine, but to all those loyal to him as well, including the royal guards. Although the guards were nearly unparalleled in combat skills, the sheer number of stormtroopers overwhelmed, overwhelmed them, them yeah. and all but two were killed, leaving only Kier Kanos and Kyle Hanad. Uh, they both knew that only one of them could survive so that the other might live to eventually kill Karner Jax. When they flip a coin, it was decided that Kanos would be the one to live. So, pretty intense. Kanos eventually found himself wandering the galaxy, contemplating and planning on how to kill Jax. Kanos decided he needed to lay low once he realized that Jax was hunting him down just as eagerly, first on Zaja, then on Feda. Following the discussion between Merith and Kanos, the New Republic forces are moved into the mountain base on Kolu Fowl. Fearing a second Imperial attack, Sadiq begins to suspect that Tem Murkan may be the traitor he has suspected to be among them. In the Imperial base, Colonel Shev is in a panic because he understands the consequences for deliberate disobeying Jax. However, an intelligence report concerning a recently laid freighter revives his, his hope that he may be able to capture Kanos. Meanwhile, Jax is en route to Feda aboard the Emperor's Revenge and swears that if Shev has compromised the capture of Kanos, he will crush Shev. Right. So that was issue three. Into that, yeah. Going into issue four. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, Mira Sin and the New Republic forces on Feda are preparing to move uh, to Kolu Fal following the Imperial attack by Colonel uh, Zexis Shev. However, Sin and uh, Sish Shadit both come to acknowledge that Kier Kanos could not have been involved in the attack based on how well and ferocious he fought the stormtroopers. Sin and Sadiq determine that there must be a traitor within their ranks. Tem Murkan appears and informs them that he will be returning to the city to keep an eye on Shev's forces. Sadiq suspects that Murkan may not be trustworthy, as they have thought all along so far. 
Uh, meanwhile, Carner Jax is a ride on Feta and lands aboard his aboard his shuttle for the uh, from the Emperor's Revenge. Jax was accompanied by his private contingent of black hole troopers, which just looked really the, the, cool. The black shadow, yeah, yeah. Well, those um, are the black stormtroopers. Yeah, exactly. And as Jax discusses uh, discusses his plan to capture Kanos with his officers, none of them, none other than Ten Mercon, appears to divulge the knowledge. Upon Murkan's return to the New Republic base, Sin and Sadiq confront him, now fully aware that Murkan betrayed them. Betrayed him, yeah. Murkan offered to share Jax's bounty with Sin and Sadiq, who refused. Realizing the danger he was now in, Murkan attempted to flee, but was intercepted and killed by uh, Lieutenant Massimo. Yeah, and all traitors must die. Oh, yeah. Based on the intelligence given to Jax by Murkan, a squad of stormtroopers stake out Kanos' ship in the spaceport. They capture a cloaked figure and return to... And I like how they got the gun. It's like a big, the giant net gun. Yeah. And they shoot it and a big net comes out. It's always good to have one of those. Yeah, that's great. I got one handy right over here. Nice. So, Much to this may of General Wessel, the cloaked figure was not Kirkanos, but Mirith Sin in disguise. Jax, however, used the situation to his advantage and tortures her for information regarding Kanos. Meanwhile, Jax's forces seeking Murkan discover his body wrapped in explosives, yeah. which was just awesome. Just, Point out that yeah. she's like uh, scantily clad, drawn here yes, and in, in chains. chains. Yes, so it's hot. It's hot. So uh, when Jax Jax resumes torturing Sin, the Star Destroyer Steadfast has arrived in orbit to join Emperor's Revenge. When Sin continues to not divulge in anything, regardless of uh, regarding Kanos, Jax orders an orbital bombardment of Kolu Fowl, which is where all the rebels are. Yeah. And uh, you can just hear baboon. Or the New Republic, I should say. They weren't rebels at this point. Uh, the location, uh, which was the location given by Murkan. Hoping to spare her comrades, Sin tells Jax that Kanos has gone to the spaceport uh, Chinesti. Yeah, he calls her a liar and slaps her face. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah just bam. Uh, Sin then tells uh, Jax that Kanos has gone to Yinshor, yeah. which this was actually true. Uh, Jax orders the Steadfast to continue firing on Feta and prepares to depart for Yinshor, but true to his word, Jax allows Sin to escape alive. Right. Uh, as Sin returned to the base, Sadiq met with her and knocked out uh, a Cuba's spy, which was sent by Jax to follow her. And, and who was that? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's just like Garandin. Yeah. Uh, it's that long, type long of species. Yeah. yeah. The long snout guy. Just like from A New Hope. So, again, a familiar character. Exactly. So, or at least a familiar species. Species, yeah. Uh, Sadiq also uh, said that the base on Kolu uh, Fowl might be saved by a surprise from the Imperials, or for the Imperials. Soon thereafter, Jax leaves Feta, the Feta system, leaving orders for Commander uh, Vivant to reduce Kolu Fowl to a crater. Immediately after Jax departs, a squadron of starfighters emerges from hyperspace, E-wings, B-wings, representing the latest iteration of the New Republic's most elite squadron, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, yeah. Just awesome. Exactly. So that's cool. So that's issue four. Now we go into issue five, and we get to learn a little bit more about this Rogue Squadron. And surprise, surprise, but a character we're familiar with shows up here too. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Squadron arrives at Feta to aid the New Republic forces after surviving an attack by Colonel Chev and Orbital Bombardment by Carner Jax. Despite being outnumbered and outgunned, the rogues managed to penetrate the defenses of the Star Destroyer Steadfast, commanded by Commander Vivant. Stunned by the show of force demonstrated by the New Republic, Vivant proceeds to order reinforcements when they face the ultimate incentive to surrender. General Wedge Antilles commanding the Lu- Lusankia. Yeah. So all of a sudden this big ship comes in and it's and Wedge. It's wedge. 
Told you Wedge was cool. Sure. So, <laughs> meanwhile on Feda, Mira Sin and Sish Sadiq escape aboard Kirkanos' ship, which they use to return to Lus- uh, Lusankia. At the same at the same time, Carnajax has arrived at Yinchor aboard the Emperor's Revenge to discover a, a scimitar assault bomber in in orbit. General Wessel orders the bomber captured via tractor beam, but Jax hesit- yeah. hesitantly like makes his way to his personal shuttle. Like Wes, you're a fool. Yeah, and uh, Wessel isn't too happy about that. But then. In the uh, in the docking bay, Wessel orders the bomber burned open, only to discover a New Republic mess hall droid and a shocking number of explosives. Yeah, expecting as much, Jax is well away in his personal shuttle when they go off, destroying the massive warship. Yeah, just again, awesome art. Yeah, because you see his personal shuttle, which looks like the Emperor shuttle. Yep, and he's flying away from the big star destroyer that just exploded. Yep. So on the surface, on the uh, on the squall, Kirikanos mm-hmm. and Connor Jacks meet once again to fight for the last time. So going into issue six, the and final, here's where it gets good. This, this is where it gets. Real, <laughs> it's been good all What's along. Been, this but, is where it gets better. <laughs> this is where it gets better. Uh, Connor Jacks and Kirikanos have met once again for the final time on the squall on Yinchor. One will walk away and one will not. One shall stand, one, one shall, shall fall. fall. Yeah. The two engage in battle, both trading and receiving almost deadly blows. Jax demonstrates his newfound knowledge of the Force to throw a rock into his opponent's helmet, dazing him for a moment. Meanwhile, Mirith Sin and Sish Sadi appear aboard Kanos' skip-ray blast boat and destroy Jax's shuttle. Jax's uh, sycophantic right-hand man, Blim, has also taken a sniping position on a bluff overlooking the squall. Sadiq notices a brief flicker of light from Blim's location and proceeds to investigate. Sadiq discovers Blim and shoots him at point blank range. Right. And he's the the black shadow trooper. Shadow trooper, right. Right. Uh, the sound of the shot reaches Kanos and Jax below, and Kanos realizes that Jax had him, had set him up. Further enraged, the two continue their vicious battle. Jax gains the upper hand, and Kanos falls over the edge of the platform, barely hanging on by one hand. Mm-hmm. Before making the killing move, Jax is stopped by the arrival of Sin and Sadiq, holding him in in the sights of their uh, weapons and demands that he surrenders as a live prisoner. Always a dumb move. Right. (laughs) Jax expresses his regret at not killing Sin earlier and leaves Kanos to kill them. Uh, Both Sin and Sadiq are injured, but the distraction has allowed Kanos to climb back onto the platform and impale Jax on his blade. Yeah. Just awesome. Shocked, uh, Jax reminds Kanos that his friends wanted him alive. Kanos said they were not his friends, thus die all traitors. Yeah. So it's like, I don't care what they want. They're not my friends. Yeah. You're dead. Exactly. <laughs> I came for you. Still wanting Jax alive, Sadiq yeah. rushes... Oh, we need him alive. Yeah, rushes over to Kanos before he can deliver the killing blow, but is killed himself when Kanos reacts too fast to see, impaling Sadiq. Right. Kanos removes Jax's helmet and leaves him for dead. Sin, distraught over the sudden death of Sadiq, demands why Kanos did not return their help. His response to this was that he never asked for their help. Yeah, exactly. As Kanos left, Sin asked him who he would fight for now that Jax was dead, and Kanos responded, there are others. Exactly. So, uh, Lieutenant Massimo arrived on Feta soon after Kanos' departure, whereupon he discovers Sin finishing Sadiq's grave. When Massimo asked where Kanos is gone, Sin replied that he is simply gone. He's gone. 
And Sin also swears to find Kanos and kill him once she does. Yeah, she'll be the executioner. Yeah. So it's like, I love, and that's the end of this miniseries, I love the fact that he didn't just also become the good guy. Right. You know, he's like, this. I had a mission to kill this guy and everyone that helped him. Yeah. I've killed this and guy. I've done it. Now I'm going to go after the other ones. Yeah. So, yeah, just just awesome. Just an awesome, awesome story. So, going into... Uh, I'm actually going to cover uh, the one shot that came out, which was the Kenix Kill one. This was part of a three, three one-shots that were all titled Bounty Hunters. Okay. And uh, this one was titled Bounty Hunters Kenix Kill. And the reason it was called Kenix Kill is because this was the alias that Kier Kanos took on because he was being chased down. So the uh, the issue actually came out October thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine, and it was written by Randy Strad- Stradley and art was by Javier Salteras, which is actually a, a pretty well known name these days. So this is real quick. Uh, after the events of Crimson Empire, former Imperial Guardsman Kier Kanos is on the run from both the Empire and the New Republic. He stops on uh, Baramora for supplies, and while there, learns that a relative of Imp- uh, Imperial Admiral Bangir is the local crime boss. Kanos takes some steps to infiltrate trader boss Bangir, uh, Bangir's bounty hunter organization. He buys himself some weapons and armor and becomes the bounty hunter known as, as Kenix Kill. When boss Bangir shows interest in his work, Kill, Kenix Kill, reveals that he is after the fugitive Kier Kanos. So he's announcing that I'm after, I'm after him yeah. myself. <laughs> and he knows where he's hiding. Bangir gladly sends his bounty hunters along for the search. Kenix Kill leads them to a secluded area and slaughters kills all them. of them. Yeah. Saw I that saw coming. that coming. <laughs> saw that coming. It's the kind of guy he is. Uh, he then goes after Bangir. Kanos leaves the planet and plans to go work for Grappa the Hut in order to get a shot at Admiral Bangir. And so that kind of sets up because when we reach Council of Blood... Yeah. He's already Kenick's kill. He's already working for Grappa the Hut. Grappa the Hut, yeah. So, all right. This is going to be real quick because I didn't have time to, to write up a, uh, the summaries of what happened in Crimson Empire 2. So this is based on just what the publisher released on each of these issues and then we can just kind of talk about some things that were cool. Again, great art, good recognition yeah. of characters that appeared yep. in Star Wars. If your only Star Wars experience is the movies, you're still going to get something out of this because there's Gamorrean guards, there's star stormtroopers. There's, there's a hut. There's a hut. There's like a, a droids that look like C-3PO. Yep. There's interpreter droids. There's a lot of stuff you're going to see in this if you're only... And, a lo- and then a the lot movies. of new stuff too that is exactly. just really cool. Um, so this first, the first issue of this came out November 1st of 1998. Okay. Uh, so issue number one, again, these are just quick paragraphs. Following the death of Carner Jacks in the first Crimson Empire series, the Empire suddenly finds itself devoid of stronger of a strong leader. The interim council is assembled to ma- manage the affairs of the Empire until a new emperor can take the throne. Yet something is amiss. Assassinations begin to whittle down the numbers of the council, causing panic and suspicion. Increased raids on otherwise safe rebel trade routes are uh, aroused concern within the New Republic. And just where exactly is has Kier Kanos gone? So that's all they had for issue number one. Okay. Uh, issue two, as the death toll rises, so do the stakes for the future of the Empire, who is committing uh, who is committing these assassinations of the interim council members, and who within the Empire has the most to gain. Why has Merith Sin abandoned the New Republic to fulfill a personal vendetta, and how does Kier Kanos fit into this jigsaw puzzle of intrigue? So again, just... Yeah. 
Then we have issue three. While Grappa's pirates, Grappa the Hut, which is a character that appears in this story, pirates turn up the heat on the rebel cargo routes, the interim council sinks to unprecedented depths under the leadership of uh, Zandal Caravas. Mira Sin finds herself the victim of the greatest deception of all when an old comrade finds her amidst Grappa's, Grappa's thugs. Meanwhile, uh, where has Kyrkanos gotten himself to? And her and the comrade was that Lieutenant Massimo. Okay, is who caught up with her. Uh, number four, the pieces of the of the mystery are slowly coming together as Kyrkanos races towards the Xanabar homeworld. Xanabar were a really cool new character, uh, new species. They were like these creepy guys that had this ri- religious ritual that they agreed with Grappa the Hut. Okay, where they Grappa would provide them bodies, people. Yeah. Uh, to use, and it seemed like they ate them. <laughs> yeah. I got that vibe. So, um, they were really creepy looking, too. The, the, the type of thing you look at and you, go, you just get the heebie-jeebies from them. Yeah. So, will personal animosities between the two be too great? Meanwhile, Grappa the Hut finds himself in an awkward situation with the heat of the black sun starting to make him sweat. So, again, we have the black sun showing up, which was a, a rival of the Hut's. Uh, and they appeared in the uh, M- uh, Shadow of the Empire series. Right. This this book, as I read, as I told you, you thought, what was your opinion of this one? I'm like, it's a lot more political yes. than the first one. Yeah, a lot less action-oriented and a lot more political-oriented. There's still action in this. Yeah, but it, it needs to be. Right. You it, need yeah. to set it up that way because you're going up against a hut, right. a gangster. Well, and not only that, but there's a lot more mystery with yeah, this one. Yeah. Like, who is who killing is, the council? Yeah. Because... It's not Kyrkanos. Right. There's someone else. There's someone else. And there's clones involved. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of craziness. All right, so issue number five, I believe, is where I left off. In its revelation time, as the series begins to accelerate towards its thrilling conclusion, a hair-raising rescue attempt on the uh, part of Kyrkanos goes afoul when the interim council finally collapses beneath the array of intrigue. Uh, and Grappa learns the meaning of caught between a rock and a hard place, because he tries to start yeah. like scheming and dealing, and it blows up in his face. Issue number six, which is the final issue, as the Baron's forces lay waste to the interim council's uh, guarded planet, Sin and Kanos hurtle towards the heat of the battle in an attempt to thwart the escape of uh, Fina Dasta's uh, clone, which is all part of this whole conspiracy that was going on. But will they arrive in time? And what happened to the treacherous scrap of the hut? Was he, has he escaped unscathed from all the trouble that he raised? No. No. <laughs> yeah. um, so all this ends up happening. Like, there's all this intrigue. And like I said, we didn't go in real detail on this one. Um, yeah. It's worth picking up. Definitely. Definitely. There's some really cool star battle scenes in this one as well. Yeah. And as you can tell, I mean, the last page, you could see his, his allegiance still lies with the Emperor. It lies with himself. Yeah. yeah. He wants to take those that, that wrong the Emperor. Right. And this causes... Mirith's, him to abandon Mirith's sin. Right, because her allegiance is to the Republic. Right, exactly. So, so, and if you remember, when we got the, uh, we got that preview, like three or four pages that were, was in Dark Horse Presents mm-hmm. for Crimson Empire 3. So now we, it makes you wonder, after reading 2, what has happened that's caused Mirith's sin to say, the next time I meet Kanos, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, between. And... Make Kanos go. The next time I see her, I'm in. I'm, I'm in love, love with her. her. I want to marry. Yeah. So now, maybe now that you've read these two issues, I think that those pages probably mean a little bit more to you. Oh now. yeah, they make yeah. a lot more sense now. Right. So I, I would definitely recommend picking both of these up. Yeah. 
So you can understand, too, why I'm so excited about Crimson Empire 3 Oh, starting. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just a cool-ass character. Sure. And it wasn't too bad. I mean, the, the book price on this one, the first one is seventeen ninety five, and seventeen ninety five for the right. other one. So I'm sure you can get them at a discount. And if you go to in-stock trades, there you go. get them even cheaper. So, Or if you go to a con, you can probably pick them up. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just great things. <laughs> uh, they're a lot of fun, a lot of action. Um, I loved reading them again. It's probably my fourth or fifth time reading them again. Yeah, so, they were really great. Um, so I'm glad you recommended reading them and covering them. I yeah. really enjoyed them. Yeah, so, and I will be ready for the next miniseries. Exactly. So. Um, which is being done by the same people. There you go. So, right, so uh, tied into Crimson Empire, uh, we're, we're going to jump into a quick Kung Fu grip that we haven't done for a while. Ooh, we've been not doing that for a while. No. Kung Fu Grip. All right, so there was a comic two-pack that came out. Yes. Uh, that had both Kirkanos and Carner Jacks. And they looked just like they did in the comic book, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, now, I found the figures. I did not find their weapons. They did come with the bladed, the double-bladed uh, pikes. And they came with a gun that can fit a pistol that can go in their holster. Holster, here. yeah. So it's just a matter. It's one of those things where I threw them in a tub. The, weapon, them, the yeah. weapons fell on the bottom. And I would need to empty the entire tub to find the weapons at the bottom. So Right. They have soft good capes, mm-hmm. which are, look a little satiny. They have little masks on for their uh, Imperial mask. The, right. Uh, made of a soft plastic. Yep. Almost looked like a mask for a mask figure. Yep. Uh, the articulation on these, they it's, it's not as what we're expecting with newer Star Wars figures. Right. It's more of the older cut. A articulation. Now, the one thing I do like with the articulation on on these is if you at the knees, they actually have a ball joint, so you can actually twist yeah. their knees, you can bend their knees. The knees are on a ball. There's no ankle articulation. The we have, I guess, hip articulation, right. forward and backwards. Yeah, there's shoulders on a ball. Elbow looks like it's it's on a rotator. Rotator, yeah. Which is at like an angle rotation. Uh, they do have wrist articulation. Wrist. Well, it's more like forearm. This one doesn't have wrist. Okay. Yeah, it is more on the forearm, so. And there's the ball-jointed head. Yep. And then the other thing I like is on the mask, if you look, they have, in the visor, it's clear. Clear, yeah. So when you put their mask on, you can see actually their see their eyes, eyes, yeah. Which I thought that was a nice little touch yeah, that they didn't no have to do. Yeah, there's no waist or articulation at all with the figures. Oh. Or no chest articulation. Nope. So they're, they're basic, I mean, but but it's good. It's pretty standard figure for the comic two-packs. Yeah, you can definitely get them in nice poses holding their double-bladed pikes. Yep. And again, masks are interchangeable with each. The capes pretty much stay on. Yep. I mean, I guess you could take it off, but why would you want yeah, to? Yeah, I think you'd have to really pull it off, though. Or pull the head off, yeah. Yeah. They're generally meant to stay on. And then did you mention with Kirkanos, who you have there? He's all scarred up, He's yeah. got the scar on his face. To match the book, Match yeah. the story. Now, another thing that they did come out with, I don't have this yet. Uh, I probably will get it. And I think it's... I think it's in a four pack. I don't or a five pack. I don't think it's the hookers. No, no, no. Uh, it might even be a six pack. But they, I think, I think Fair. what it. <laughs> no, what it is. Uh, remember the the train the training outfits that they wore. Oh yeah, yeah. They actually have the four. No way. Trainers. Really? Nice. So they have Kier, Kierkanos with his buddy that he had to kill. Nice. And they had Carner Jacks with his buddy that he had oh, to kill. Okay. All right. And then you also have Darth Vader and the Emperor. 
So you get that whole, you can do, do that whole, whole scene. Whole scene, yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't have those yet, but they are out there. Okay. Um, so that that's a cool set that I'd like to pick up. Yeah, it's time. just nice that they made a comic two-pack from the Crimson Empire expanded universe. Yeah, so. and evidently they were so, it was so popular, they said, hey, let's make even more. Now, the one figure I would yeah. like them to make is Kyrkanos as Kenick's Kill. Nice. That would be a cool figure. Yeah, really. I don't think they've made that one, but I would But if you know if they have, let us know. Let us know, because I'm going to pick that sucker up. Right. (laughs) Um, So, last but not least for this episode, there was a... Obviously, Crimson Empire could cover a lot, but we also wanted to talk about just troopers in general. Yeah, since it's kind of a trooper-centric story. Story. So, uh, we have a top five list. Uh, two top five lists. Double top five. So, let's get into our battle files. Battle files. Alright, so what we're going to cover is we're going to cover... Um, I don't know if you worded it the same way, but... Uh, top five Cobra Troopers. Yeah. Because there really isn't a whole lot with the G.I. Joes. Right. Other than the green shirts. The green shirts, yeah. And then top five Empire Troopers. Yeah, that's what I have. Star Wars Troopers. Okay. Troopers. Okay. So uh, what, do you, what do you want to jump into? Do you just want to finish off Star we'll Wars? Let's finish Star Wars first. Okay, yeah. so what do you have for your number five? Uh, number five, I actually have the 212th Attack Battalion. Okay. Um, so I, I like the look of them. Um, they were the, the orange. Okay. Uh, clone troopers, right? Okay, white, right. And you, we see a lot of those figures now on the yeah. card. Commander Cody, yep, on the vintage card we see. Yeah, yeah. so I, I really like the look of those troopers. Very cool. Uh, the stormtrooper with the orange, okay, um, you know, markings on them. I guess yeah. so. They're really cool looking to me. So I really like those. Again, Commander Cody is one of my favorite ones, right? So I really enjoy that. And he's and like, Commander Cody actually appeared in one of my honorable mentions. So okay. I'll mention him once we, we're done with our list. But uh, my number five was the clone commandos which are also known as the Republic Commandos or the Imperial Commandos. These are the guys that have... Uh, I have that picture for my 501st toy reviews on our website mm-hmm. where they have the bulkier armor and they're like small units of like five or six troopers. Okay, they have yeah, the, yeah, blue yeah. the blue visors yeah. and stuff like that. They've done some packs of them lately, like uh, elite Delta squads and stuff like that. Yeah, These are the, your heavy hitters, but they're like your specialists. They go in to get the job done, and they, they don't need a lot of them. Yeah, it's almost like an ARF trooper or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, so. Uh, number four for me would be the the uh, AT-AT walker drivers. Okay. I just love the look of those characters sure. with the, the big helmets, helmets looking on all white. And the, the AT-AT was one of my favorite vehicles. And They look they like General that, Scrub yeah. from Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> awesome looking. Other, uh, the hoses come down and connect to their yeah. uh, chest piece there. It, it's just an awesome looking... Cool. Generic trooper. Cool. Um, I have, uh, for my number four, uh, the uh, scout troopers, also known as the biker scouts. Okay. These are the ones that generally ride the, the speeder bikes. The speeder bikes, yeah. But they also are known for, like, recon and everything else. And in the earlier, the prequels, these are the ones, like, you have, I believe it was Commander Gree, where he wore the, the scout outfit, but right, it was all, yeah. like, camouflaged. Camouflaged, yeah. They also have shadow uh, bike Bikes, uh, scout, yeah. scout troopers. Where they're all in black, black yeah. and so it's just fun because I like I like the speeder bikes, I like the look of this armor. Mm-hmm. It's just just really cool. Yeah, and then that leads into my number three would be the Shadow Troopers. Okay, the the black stormtrooper. Right. It's a same look as a generic stormtrooper, but instead of the white, they're mm-hmm. all black. Okay, from the shadow. Right. Yep. Love that look. Um, my number three was the Royal Guard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, Crimson Empire is what made me like them so much because they just looked cool as hell. Well, they I... looked really cool as hell in Jedi. Sure. And 
but they looked like little bodyguards that kind of stood next to the Emperor. They yeah. didn't do a whole lot. They didn't do a lot, yeah, but they looked really cool. So in Crimson Empire, we finally got to see that these guys were what really about. badasses. Yeah. <laughs> the elite of the elite. They don't yeah. need much. <laughs> yeah, my number two is the Shock Trooper, which is the, the clone trooper with the red. Red, okay. Who was sent, uh, I guess they're the Emperor's troopers. Yeah. So the Emperor Palpatine, his... his Commandos, his yep. troopers. Yeah. So I red my favorite color. If anybody didn't know, so just <laughs> nice. throw that out there. I like red. My favorite. I like color. long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> pina coladas and get caught in the rain. Uh, if you like pina coladas. Oh, if you like pina coladas. All right. Getting caught in the rain. Yeah, I'm not a big Jimmy Buffett fan. That's not Jimmy Buffett. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. I forget the guy's name. Sounds it's like, like it. <laughs> No, it's not Jimmy Buffett at all. I won't remember the guy's name. He only had the one hit. Okay. But it's not him. Yeah. Okay. Sounds enough like it, so. Your number right. two would be. My number two, uh, this might actually surprise you I put it as my number two, but my number two is actually the 501st Legion. Okay. Uh, they're later known as uh, the as Vader's Fist. Vader's, yeah. Uh also, they were incorporated from earlier uh, groups such as Captain Rex and Torrent Company. I'll just stop you there. It's my number one. Okay. <laughs> 501st Legion yeah. is my number one. I thought you might think it was my number one, but I actually have something ahead of that. All right. But, go ahead with your but, number one. Then. But uh, the 501st Legion, amazing. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, we might as well talk to them while we're here. Uh, they yeah. got the blue... Uh, but they've really had this long history. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go on like Wikipedia and type in 501st Legion... Yeah, you're gonna get like pages and pages of their whole history. It's just yeah, amazing. and it's uh, the the guys who dress up as the five hundred first Legion. Yep. and they have their own little community. The yep. biggest Star Wars backers, exactly. Uh, dressing up uh, cosplayers. Cosplayers. That's what yeah. I said. Thank you. Yeah, your number one. My number one is the Shadow Trooper. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I did as number three. Yeah. They were originally the very first uh, Shadow Troopers were originally Dark Jedi hybrid soldiers. They actually had lightsabers and stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, and then later they were used for stealth. They would do snipe, sniper attacks and yeah. stuff like that. And they had armor that allowed them to disguise themselves. Okay. So uh, I love anytime I see someone from cosplaying the fi- from the five hundred first a Shadow Trooper where it's it looks like a standard stormtrooper, but it's just all black. All black, yeah. Is just awesome, and That's I have sweet and I have a bunch of figures like that. Some of them they have different patterns on them, where they have some gray in there, and yeah. they got the red in their visor. They they just look scary, Bad-ass, they look intimidating. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. So um, a couple honorable mentions I had. I don't know if you have any or not, but no, I figured um, we'd keep it to five. Yeah, but these were just five. these were just tough ones for me to come up. Oh with. sure, standard stormtrooper. Yeah, your basic stormtrooper yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and then the arc trooper. I was going to put the Arc Trooper, the Arc Trooper, yeah. Which like is what uh, Commander Cody was, yeah. too. He was uh, Arc Trooper, or also Captain uh, Bakura, and they had different ranking. Bakura, yeah, yeah, that's who I was thinking. They were, these guys were actually trained directly by Django Fett, mm-hmm. and they had different colorings that designated their rankings the and rankings, stuff like yeah, that. Markings, but yeah. really cool, really cool characters. So. All, right. All right, going into the, uh, the Cobra Troopers here. Uh, number five for me was just a blue generic Cobra Trooper. Okay. Simple blue outfit with the Cobra helmet. Cobra the Enemy. The Matt, Cobra the Enemy, yeah. yeah. Just, right. it, it's standard, the original, love it. Okay. Uh, mine, kind of similar, uh, but the standard Cobra Viper, 
where he's got the mask like Cobra Silver Commander, mask, yeah. and he's got the biker helmet almost. Yeah, that's and, when they updated the look in eighty. That's like my number four. Yeah, and they had the red, <laughs> yeah. the red padding. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just yeah. thought that looked really cool. So. Yeah, that was my number four. The okay. Cobra Vipers really liked them. Yeah, it became the the standard when they changed the toys over. Exactly. The, yep. So it was the new generic Cobra Trooper. Yep. Uh, my number four was the Night Creepers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the high tech ninjas. Yeah. And one of the things I liked that I read about them was where a normal ninja would be very grateful to get like uh, ancient blade from a master or something like that. These guys would be like, yeah, I don't want that. I want that uh, laser sword that's over here. Like yeah. they, they like the, the ninja tech, side, yeah. but they like the high tech. So that was cool. Uh, number three for me was the uh, Cobra Polar Assault Troopers, the Snow Troopers, Snow the, Serpents. That was my honorable mention. Yeah. So. Uh, anything to do with the snow, I'm all about that. Yeah. Uh, I thought they looked really cool. Like the, they almost have like these polar bear collar type yeah. things. They, yeah, they look extra tough. fur. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. The Cobra soldiers in the snow. Yeah, so they're really cool. They have an Arctic pack yeah. that came out. I bought that, so that's really cool. My number three is the uh, Cobra eels. Oh, the underwater yeah. underwater. I love. There was just something about their look that I thought just looked really cool. Yeah, they look kind of the badass, gray and yeah. black, and they got the Cobra symbol on their chest. Just, yeah. just really cool. Uh, number two for me is the Cobra bat. The battle okay. android trooper, right? The, That's my later. Num- the later on, yeah. that was my number one. I thought so. so. <laughs> <laughs> the later on, uh, the generic android yeah. symbiotes created and by Destro Mindbender. For so. me, the battle android troopers are those t- ones that every iteration of them, yeah, still looks cool. And the fact that in the cartoon when they would chop them down and mow them down in half, yeah, that they body still keep coming, coming after you. Yeah, battle android troopers are the zombies, the zombies, of the yeah. Joe universe. So um, my number two was the Crimson Guard. That's my number one. Okay. <laughs> so we flip-flopped on that. Uh, the thing I love about the Crimson Guard is they can be anybody. Anybody, yeah. And uh, the Cobra Commander set that up yep. to be anybody. But in the cartoon, in the toys, they were more associated with Tomex and Zaymon. Exactly. The Crimson Twins. Yep. So yep. they were the, their guard, but in Cobra Commander actually yeah. set it up in a comic book. So. I, and I just love that. It's like you never know who, who they are. Who your enemy is. Yeah, because they keep their little... Things yep. in her closet, their yep. suits in her closet, and what they're called and upon. They and, get yeah. activated, yeah. yeah. It's just awesome. So, all right, so that was uh, yeah, a good issue. Gonna... Crimson Empire. Crimson Loved Empire. It. So, recommend it highly. Go out and get it. Absolutely. Uh, after, uh, next time you hear from us, we'll actually be back to regular issues again. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, we'll have a lot, some... to, lot to cover at that point. Yeah, leave us an uh, iTunes review. Uh, DC Noises at the 50. We're up to 20. Yep. We need to catch up with those guys. Geek, Geek Gazette just left us an iTunes review. Got Thank us up you, to sir. 20. Thank you, sir. And uh, here's something to throw out there for you guys. Ah, uh, crap. We're going to steal something from DC Noise, because yeah. it seemed to work for them. <laughs> uh, I know we have a lot of X-Men fans listening to us, and Chuck doesn't like the X-Men. So what DC Noise did was, uh, Daryl on there doesn't like Captain Picard from Star Trek. Right, he's a Kirk guy. Right, he's a Kirk guy. Well, we're not going to do anything on Star Trek. Yeah, we don't know enough. But, since Chuck doesn't like the X-Men, what Daryl had to do was every time someone left an iTunes review, he had to say something nice about Picard. What we're going to do is, every time you guys leave us an iTunes review, Chuck has to say something nice about the X-Men, with the caveat that it can't be anything about Wolverine. Because we already know Chuck likes Wolverine. I like Wolverine. So, it has to be something about any of the other X-Men, or the team as a whole, or something like that. So... Leave us so, an iTunes review. Daryl, if you got anything good about the X-Men, hook me up. <laughs> and then Chuck's going to have to say something nice about the X-Men. Yeah. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close uh, by, let me give our information out. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the comicforums.com. Right. Uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S. 
Uh, you can Twitter us. We're at Star Joe's Podcast. Uh, leave us an iTunes review, so especially if you want to hear Chuck say something nice about the X Men. How many times are you going to leave a review? I can't. I can't. I already left oh, one okay. review for ourselves. I thought you'd just go every computer and every library. <laughs> I might. I might make new logins. Make up new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Did I forget anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Kinda so covered everything. Yeah. So uh, feel free to contact us. Get on those forums. Leave us those iTunes reviews. Because I really yeah. want to hear Chuck struggle and leave yeah. us uh, talk something good about the Go X-Men. to the Jawa Trading Post if you're on the forums, yeah. buy our stuff. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. You've all seen how Orko's magical tricks don't always go the way he planned. Sometimes they backfire on him. The same thing is true of practical jokes. Sometimes they don't go the way you planned and... You or someone else can get hurt. So be sure and think twice before playing a joke or a trick on anybody. It might not go the way you planned and someone could wind up losing a finger or an arm or maybe even an eye. And no joke is worth that, is it? See you again soon.